All right, welcome back to Problem Solver Politics. I am your host, Cardin Ellis, with Cody the Oracle. Hey, everybody. And uh, today the stimulus checks arrived, okay, and so did a little bit of controversy surrounding the bill and uh, some of the SBA loans and grants and some of the tax benefits that can be given to corporations larger than a million dollars. There's about 43,000 people who potentially could game the system a little bit. And we're trying to, uh, there's a lot of people speculating how it could be game, um, gamed and, and looking into the ways that it could be gamed and trying to mitigate them. So we're going to go over a couple of these interesting articles, okay, that talks about the stimulus. Cody, tell us what's going on. Uh, all right. So, I guess there's a lot of weird stuff, but I think how it all comes together is interesting. So we'll just start from the top and work through it that way. It's probably the easiest way. So okay. there was a report that was published by, uh, let me get the name right again, because it's interesting sound. The Joint Commission on Taxation. Sounds very serious, right? Anyway, they did a uh, little bit of look into some of the tax changes in the recent CARES Act, which is where these stimulus checks are coming from. And they found that in under a very specific group of tax changes, there is about... 43,000 people that could expect checks of around $1.7 million on average out of this as a essentially just windfall of cash coming out of this. So I want to take a little bit of a look at what that is and then just take another look because it is good. I'm glad to see a lot of people did get their checks today. Um, unfortunately, until Congress gets back from the recess, which is in, I don't know, a month, maybe, um, that's the only one coming. So you know, I just feel like there definitely needs to be pressure on the government to do more. I'm glad people got their checks. But also, I want to look at what happened in the last bill, which hopefully we don't see happen again. Yeah. So, this is what to go through. Some interesting stuff in here. So, they mentioned here that a one, a uh, well, wealthy Americans are not eligible for the comparatively measly $1,200 stimulus checks that are now being distributed to many Americans. They are in pace to do even better. So, 43,000 taxpayers who earn more than $1 million annually are each set to receive a $1.7 million windfall on average thanks to a provision buried in the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economy Securities Act, the CARES Act. Um, they go on to mention there's some uh, kind of interesting more dense tax stuff where they're talking about uh, changes in tax codes the Republicans pushed for, a couple other things. I want to get down to what the actually going on. We have another article going for that. So they mentioned the Joint Commission on Taxation, a report requested by Senator Sheldon Whitehouse and Representative Lloyd Doggett, concluded that suspending the pass-through limitations will cost the government over $90 billion in 2020 alone. Critics have argued the benefits disproportionately accrue to wealthy individuals, including hedge fund investors and real estate business owners, and the JCT confirmed this. So, well, it confirmed, is true. It is what the report found. Maybe there, but yes, there is. Well, the reason why like it's it. true is because, for example, hedge funds, hedge funds have so much money, and when they go up, they make a ton, and when they go down, they make a ton, right? Um, but first off, they can play all kinds of games. They can buy a $10 million piece of art and say, oh, the piece of art lost $5 million in value. You know what I'm saying? And then, so I'm just going to take off $5 million of income here. And it's like, wait, what? According to who? Some arbitrary dude you hired to appraise the value of your art? You know, there's hedge funds now that make movies. Like, the studio system is done with. Okay? You know? And it's been done with for 30 years. It's now banks that make movies. And um, they'll be able to say, oh, you know, we put so much money into marketing. Oh, my gosh. We took like a $20 million loss in marketing this year with, with numbers that are just like ginned up and made up on these books. So their ability to take all kinds of numbers and, and make their losses look bigger than they actually are is high. Okay. And the second thing, the problem with giving this to hedge funds is that when they take a big gain, they fake a bunch of losses, but they still give a dividend and a payout to everybody that invested, 
All right. So they're only losses on paper. And then when they actually do lose value in stocks because companies they've invested in during the coronavirus couldn't actually make money. Okay. Then they get a bailout. So it's like at the top of their valleys, they never have to pay the full price. Oh, I mean, sorry, at the top of their peaks, they never have to pay full price in taxes. And then the second they, they, they nose downward, they ask for a bailout and then they get it. And then they get to retroactively apply that bailout to any other losses in the past five years. So, so you basically have a graph, like normal people have a graph that looks like this. Made a lot, lost a little. Made a lot, lost a little. And hopefully it slowly goes up, right? Hedge funds have a made a lot, almost lost a little bit, the government bailed me out. Made more, almost lost a little bit, but the government bailed me out. You know what I'm saying? Well, also, something- Theirs looks like a step. Well, yeah, and then and a little bit of what to get into what's specific, because that's in general something we see happen with, yeah, like, it's kind of one of those things that's unfortunate, but it's why there's, like, wealthy classes and poor classes. Wealthy classes do things with their money other people don't know exist, like this. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though. So, included in what happened in the CARES Act. Again, one of those things about these bills, it feels like we always find out sometime later, like, oh, yeah, turns out this was in there, too. Um, they removed some, we mentioned, they removed some of the caps on individual reportings for losses, but they also, um, I'll just read it because I don't. I have to admit I'm not the uh, the the most well versed tax law person. But this was interesting. We talked to somebody who knows a lot more about taxes, and they're like, "What? Excuse me." Um, the policy also applies. So the new policy changes retroactively, so losses in 2018 can be carried back against the past yeah. five years. We were talking with someone about this, and they they said, "No, like you could carry stuff back. Like, was it three years? I think you can't." Like, that's not normal. Like, this, it's not just normal that you could take losses that you had in 2019 and move them to 2015 because you actually had a good year in 2015. Basically, it feels like if you have a spreadsheet, you could just take the red numbers and keep moving them until there's everything's black and nothing's red anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can afford to lose $5 million in 2017 because I actually made a lot, but yeah. I, I can't really afford to have made this amount. And I don't know. My, my larger point being is that this is the kind of stuff that's getting buried in these bills yep. where. Hey, I got my $1,200. That's great, right? A lot of people are happy and a lot of people need it, right? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But what I'm also saying is we get our $1,200 and the rich people get their one point whatever million dollars because they're finding out. If I told you I can, you can retroactively move your losses from 2019 to 2015, how many of you listening right now would go, oh, hot damn, I can't wait to go do that? I don't even like, what is that? Well, because to it, what end? Why do I do it? What does it mean? Well, this How do bill I do isn't it? Isn't aimed. This this bill's not aimed at your your regular average Joe. And also, I think it's unfair how the Washington Post is reporting this, because the Washington Post is acting like an incompetent administration just gave a big bailout to millionaires and bazillionaires. And yes, even though we'll see hedge funds that are C corps actually. I wouldn't say they're phrasing it that way. Just there is a group of people. It's about forty-three thousand people. They're wealthy. They make about a million dollars a year. Just if you look at this group, because of a specific tax code change, they're going to get a bunch of money. I'm not saying we shouldn't have. I'm not saying they shouldn't have passed the bill because this happens. I'm not saying that we everyone refund your money. This is an outrage. But what I'm saying here is that like this is how they do it. We we get our twelve hundred dollars, and guess what? The rich people who get to play around with taxes get to play their funny games. They have a little bit better rules for them now, and they get their one million dollar checks. Now, mind you, there's a lot of people that probably need more than that, but I'm not. I'm not saying anyone's wrong or evil for this. I'm just saying it's important to remember that yes, it is good that. that, Hold on, some people get twelve hundred dollars. A lot of people who do need it don't get it because 
goofy tax reasons. But for, yeah. when, for the average person, they find out tax loss change and normally screwing them somehow and you're finding people, oh, what do you know? I get to move my losses around and now I get a million dollar check from the government because there is a bunch of people. And, and we were talking before the show, there's, there's the two extremes. There's the person who it's like, you know, I'm filing taxes through my business and really I don't make that much. It looks like I make a lot of paper, so I need this bailout. They exist. There's the guy sipping a cognac on his yacht with a cigar who doesn't need any of this. Who's, who's most likely it. a Democrat donor. They exist. No. <laughs> Donation over doesn't mind and care. However, there's something else I want to mention, though. There's something else buried in this, buried in this uh, stimulus bill that is just... I think these two individual things really sum up what I think is going on with our government right now. So this is an article also posted in Forbes yesterday titled, Your Stimulus Check Could Be Seized by Your Own Bank. Um, stimulus checks are right now being sent to millions of Americans in a desperate bid to offset the economic devastation caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Um, the stimulus checks are being wired to eligible people's bank accounts. However, Congress did not exempt the CARES Act stimulus checks from, pri- this is what's crazy to me, private debt collection, including Wells yeah. Fargo, Bank of America, Citibank, and U.S. Bank, have not ruled out using payments to offset outstanding debts. Well, but the- that makes but, sense, though. That, that, the reason is, why that makes sense, like, though. If you're going to bury in this bill a provision that I that some that rich dudes making a million dollars a year could backdate losses an additional two years more than they ever could on top of having caps removed. And what about normal people? People that actually have like debts and bills, your average person? Oh, Bank of America could just take your $1,200 check from you. The rich people can expect the million dollar check. We're just going to take yours. It's just going to be routed away from you, actually. We, we never actually took it. It was never yours to be. Dude, that is insane okay, I, to I me. think this, I, you know, it, I think it sounds on... To me, this is just a sensationalist headline meant to get clickbait Um, because, yes, there are some people who have gone so in debt that now they're having collections on them and this and that. And they've reached, let's just say they owe Wells Fargo a bunch of money, like their accounts in the red 10 grand. Well, yeah, if all of a sudden electronically deposited into that account that is in the red 10 grand, a $3,400 check shows up, it's only going to be now worth, you know, Sixty six hundred dollars. That uh, I in get the that. Red. What I'm saying is, wouldn't it be? I'm saying if we're if we're helping it, if we're letting these if we're letting these millionaires know, hey, look, we know there was tax laws that said normally you couldn't move these losses back. The average person can't get. Hey, look, you know normally, but right now we're going to tell banks they're not allowed to do that. They have to do yeah. something. They have to figure something else out for you. They figure out something. Like I just think it's hilarious that because I I agree, man. I agree. Technically speaking, if I'm overdrawn three thousand dollars into the account and they drop twelve hundred in, yes, the way the computer works, it normally would just reduce my debt. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I think that's where the government steps in and says we need to create a separate system we we need to address this there's no one thought about addressing that and i love this too there's a uh, there's a, a i think it wasn't do you remember yes. i remember reading the, i remember reading this headline i'll see if i can pull the audio clip for you guys in a second but just going through the article they didn't mention the treasury department last week appeared to greenlight banks to take advantage of the coronavirus crisis to collect prior debt it's been reported by the american prospect magazine citing audio leaks from a meeting with bank officials I'm trying to get the pulled up for you I have a couple internet issues preventing me from doing that this second but yes i do remember when that happened my larger point is it's it's just what always happens with this stuff every single time they pass this by the way you you want congress to do anything about this because they didn't put these protections in in the first place they're on recess i think until may at the earliest that's what we're hearing now yeah. may at the earliest. what is it could you imagine if i told hey you know what i know you need to be at work guys may at the earliest right like may maybe late may maybe mid just, it, it's it's just ridiculous to me so well, well hold on to me i think i think what I think the sentiment that you're trying to articulate right now is that this is a perfect example of why we need 
UBI from the bottom up instead of centrally planned bailouts of corporations who are in cahoots with the government or just attempts at centrally planned bailouts of everybody from the top down. UBI from the bottom up would be far more successful at salvaging and stabilizing the coronavirus economy than master planned bailouts from the top down because there's all kinds of small oversights that we don't see until they happen. For example, somebody who needs $1,200 for food to feed their family might have that $1,200 gleaned by private debt collection before they even have a chance to make it to the grocery store. And that would be a gross oversight because if there's riots in the streets because people are now fighting over food because they feel they have to steal food because they've had their, you know, their their stimulus check <laughs> meant to give them money to buy food during coronavirus, all of a sudden gleaned by private debt collection by a soulless debt collection company that has already have a billion dollars anyway, you know what I'm saying? Then then that would be a failure of a top-down social welfare approach, a failure of the top-down stimulus, okay? So, um it just shows how when you try and centrally plan things, you can't necessarily think of all contingencies. And is a perfect example of why sometimes, you know, limited government might be the answer because it was big government that started this lockdown. And I think we all can agree right now that a lockdown was necessary, but we went overboard and locked down too much stuff to a point that we might have caused a bigger problem than... Uh, uh, the, the solution might have been worse than the disease. Okay. I mean, it's possible. To know. And then also the solution to the solution is so imperfect that we're questioning should, should some businesses fail just like that. Uh, Chamath Polips, I can't even pronounce his last name. The Indian guy that, that showed up on CNBC, uh, who is the CEO of social capital who said, yes, I think airlines should fail because when a, a, a multi-billion dollar multinational company, quote, fails, they don't fail like a mom and pop company does where they go bankrupt and there's no money and all of a sudden they're in a bread line and they've, they've lost their, uh, their, their, their college fund that they had for their grandkids. No, when a multinational airline fails, oh, they enter chapter 11 or chapter 12 bankruptcy, they restructure their company, they get a bailout, they take advantage of tax loopholes, then they, they restructure stuff and all their corporate executives still get the $10 million bonus checks. And then with the gains that they make from the restructuring over the two or three year period, they, they, they pay back those loans. And then they end up being in such good shape that they're buying back their own stocks. Okay. So, so a multinational airline failure isn't a failure in the sense that most voters think a failure is. And, and those voters say yes, 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 yes to a bailout because they're thinking, oh, we don't want these hundreds of thousands of employees to all of a sudden go jobless. When that's not what happens when a company enters bankruptcy, okay? These big multinational ones at least, okay? Th that, that's not always what happens. They just restructure and then they always come back, okay? Because they're making bazillions and they know the system. So I... I don't know. It, to me, it seemed like the Washington Post article was a little bit sensationalist, but did bring up some valid points that it could be it could be abused. And we're going to see over the next couple of weeks exactly how it could be abused and who is abusing how about it. This? I want to end with this. Yeah, end with it. Just, just uh, I just want to put into perspective what the how the government thinks about everyone. I think it's hilarious. So this was uh, this was the article from Prospect, um, and they have a, this is a leaked audio, not leaked audio that was given to them of a call. So they're purporting one of the names on the call was a Mrs. Rhonda Kent, who's actually the chief 
Dispersing Officer with the Treasury's Bureau of the Fiscal Service. Um, she can be heard explaining that on the call, explaining that banks had posed questions to her about, quote, whether these payments should be subject to collection from the bank to which the money is deposited if the payee owes an outstanding loan or other payments to the bank. To your point, right? Yeah. Twice. This is the response from the Chief Dispersing Officer with the Treasury's Bureau with the Fiscal Service. There's nothing in the law that precludes that action. Yeah. Basically saying, well, if you owe your mortgage to it. Wells Fargo, go for it. No, well, this, but, but yeah, the government. She, when, no, she's not endorsing it. Saying, saying is, go for it. Is she's just saying I can't stop you. Yeah, is there any protections for people? No. Yeah. Will the government? The banks ask. Will the government be protecting this money? What did the government say? No. We well, will not take it if you wish. Crazy man. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Take it if you wish is what happens to the average person who's in debt. But yeah. the millionaires, you could take losses from this year and move them to years you didn't lose any money. But Cody, what about the banks? What about, what about the yeah, banks, what about the rich Cody? people? What about what, to, what about hey, the they have needs too, Cody? I, I hear it. I'm they, just <laughs> I'm just saying, man. The, the 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 fact that the the fact that they will pass all these goofy tax laws. Have, if you had told me, you know, you could move your losses back five years now instead of three or two, I would have said, what does that mean? But if you tell me, you know, if you owe your bank money, they could take your stimulus check. I know what that means. We yeah. don't get that. Of course, we don't. Yeah. So I, I think there's some parts of this law that are good. I think for a small business. Being able to um, do the loss carryback is 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 good, if not very important. Okay, um, I have friends, for example, that rent entertainment equipment for large uh, large venues, large concerts, large choir events, so on and so forth. All of those events, per state and federal law, have been canceled. They've had a one hundred percent cancellation of all of their business over the next three to four months. A crippling loss. Okay, so. If they can actually carry that loss back three or four years and amend previous tax returns, okay, to reflect reflect that loss, it will free up capital that will hopefully get them over the next two or three months as they recoup their losses and recoup their business. Okay. So I think the loss carry back is very good. It's some but it could be abused. That's the problem is, is it definitely could be abused. And so I definitely think universal basic income from the top bottom up would be a far better, better solution. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's universality in nature helps all people, but I don't think necessarily universal top down, uh, stimulus is always the best answer because those that need it the most sometimes don't get it. And those that don't need it will sometimes get it. Um, and I'm not saying means testing is the way to go on this, but this whole pandemic and whole bailout of the pandemic has showed us two things. The American people do come together and we are different than other places. We're not rioting in the street yes, yet. And I think that's a testament. <laughs> like to, you, you even say yet. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. But I think that's a testament to the fortitude and cohesiveness of the American character. Okay. So, so that gives me hope. And, and I like seeing Americans coming together and doing what they're doing, except for that cringy Imagine video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, there's, uh, uh, I, I like seeing that, okay? But we're also seeing that government has gotten too big and um, we really sometimes can overact, overreact in a way that may not be smart, may not cover all of our bases, and has a lot of holes in it that, that need to be addressed, like this private collection of the $1,200 checks you mentioned. And, and, and there, there's 20 versions of those, okay? So um, 
I'm not here to I'm not here to call anything other than balls and strikes. I I don't impugn anybody's motive in this, okay? But I do recognize that there was a possibility for abuse, and I think those those abuses do need to be hunted down and uh, be exposed for what they are. Well, so, it's not even abuses. I'll, I'll impugn the motive of our Congress and our Senate. They don't yeah. care. Dude. They really don't. Ask ask them how seriously they would take any considerations into like, because let me tell you something. As an average person, you know what my question would be? I think it's a great question. If I have previous outstanding debts, do I just not get my coronavirus relief then just to go to yeah. them? That feels like something the government should have been addressing. No, yeah. no, no. They don't address that. They'll address a million other things. I just wanted to highlight in specific the one thing they addressed, which was... I think it was, what is it, non, it was like non-business losses, I mean, nonsense, that gets addressed. No. Oh, b- Republican congressmen have a bone to pick from 2017, that gets addressed. But yeah. does does Nancy Pelosi do anything in the House? I think, we blame both. I think Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi are both to blame for this. I don't like this. I, I agree, there shouldn't be anything partisan, because both of them failed us in this regard. It's just The average person wants to know, do I get my money or does my bank get to seize it? Sorry, no help for you. Well, and there's no escape. Just like Tom Cotton said, there's no escape of of partisan parachuting out of this saying, oh, well, this was Democrats. You know, I mean, any problems with Obamacare, you can lay completely at the feet of Democrats because not a Republican voted for it. But on this bill, everybody voted. Yes. Like, everybody did. And one last thing I want to <laughs> highlight. I remember at the time, I, I only did a clowning on him. I kind of feel bad now. There was a, was he a libertarian, I think? Uh, he's, I think Republican, but like a libertarian. Uh, Thomas Massey was his name. He actually tried to hold up the vote on this. And I was piling on at the same time, saying, how dare you try to hold this up? We need this money. Tom Massey, how is Mr. No? However, he brought up a really great point, and I want to just remember remind people on this. Hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, we look back 10 years from now and we say, Thank God that CARES Act passed because, oh, my God, people needed it. And it yeah. saved millions of lives. I really hope we say that. I do. I'm just saying, if we look back and say, how dumb and pointless was that that thing? We needed three other bills to come out to actually help people. What was the point of that? If we if we needed UBI to eventually just come out later because it was so pointless and yeah. we look back, I just want to remind people that um, there was actually no recorded vote, I don't believe. I believe that uh, while he did have a stunt, Mr. Mass Libertarian, his contrarian streak is earned in the moniker Mr. No, ultimately failed when health leaders in both parties united to deflect the stunt, assembling enough lawmakers in the chamber for a quorum and allowing the bill to pass by vote, voice vote after all. I just want to remind people of that. So nobody actually did show up in person to register their support or opposition for this bill. Well, because they were trying to maintain social distancing, was, and they also no, didn't have access to the voting machine. I'm saying this. I'm not saying they should have been there. I'm yeah. trying to... This, I, 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 I clown on this guy when he did it. I'm like, what are you doing, man? We shouldn't have... We shouldn't be bringing a bunch of old but He people, might be the lone those, prophet. Well, no, but I'm just saying is because of the way things broke down, remember, we actually... There was no recorded vote on this. As far as I understand it, they went into a room somewhere, literally just said yay or nay out loud, gavel pounded, money spent. Gavel yeah. pounded, banks can seize you your money. There you go. Dumb. Boom. And we never get to find out exactly who voted yes or voted no on that. Be one of those things, there's so much nonsense that happened. We'll never know exactly who put what in. I do want to admit, at one point, the Democrats did think when they were writing their House bill, huh, um, maybe we should have protections in here for people that have debts to banks or whatever. That They can't just yeah. have, like, people still need to eat, even if they are $10,000 in debt, right? That, that, yeah. that doesn't. Like, the mafia won't kill you if you owe money because you can't pay them back, right? But it's just, it's crazy to me that that just got thrown out the window. Hey, you can say it's because Republicans blame them. I'm not saying anyone in government's not guilty of this. I'm just saying there was a time that was brought up. Maybe we should do something so it doesn't get taken. Okay, so I have one criticism of Mr. Massey, the uh, representative in the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. Um, I think immediately somebody needs to give him an honorary doctorate or he needs to do some online courses 
so that his new moniker in Congress is no longer Mr. No, but Dr. No. That would be pretty sick. That'd be just like awesome. If my name could be Dr. No, I, I, I could die a happy man. Well, it's his nickname. He, no, like Mr. What? No, but not Dr. No. I just gave him a new nickname. His nickname is now Dr. No. From yeah, he's like forward, literally a 007 Massey. villain. That'd be awesome. So anyway, let us know what you guys think. Uh, let us know if you guys have gotten your stimulus checks in the comments below because, um, not stimulus checks, but deposits. Today, the direct deposits actually showed up in people's bank accounts. So let us know if you got yours. Follow us on Twitter at PSP Radio One, on Facebook, on Instagram, and make sure if you can join the channel. It's a great way to keep this content coming your direction. This is Problem Solver Politics. We'll see you guys in the next video.